Well, what a difference um, a week can make. Um, last week, you saw markets uh, fall back around 4% or so, and they're down again today. And in fact, um, last Thursday, we saw the S&P 500, the US market, down as much as 5.9% uh, on the day. And I think over the last uh, 60 years, there have only been 27 occasions when the US market has fallen as much in one day. So very different last week to the previous week. Previous week, if you remember, um, the whole market rally had sort of broadened out. Everyone was getting more confident. And then a week later, we're down 4%. So what's going on? Well, I think in a way, um, the easiest way to interpret this is that this is just a correction which had been waiting to happen. And I say that because uh, markets have come a long way since March. They were at the peak up as much as 40% or so. For a while now, we've been saying they've come too far too fast. And in a sense, this is just a correction that had been waiting to happen. Having said that, um, in order to trigger a correction, you normally do need some kind of catalyst. And whilst there were no major um, economic events out last week, I think there were a couple of things which happened which sort of led the market to slightly question its sort of assumption which it very much holds at the moment, that there's going to be this V-shaped uh, recovery in the economy. First of all, we had a UK GDP numbers out for April, which were a disaster. They were expected to be a disaster, and they were. Uh, no surprise to Boris Johnson. But anyway, um, GDP was down 20% in April. And this brings the total decline since February, actually, to as much as 25%. And just to put that in context, uh, back in the global financial crisis, uh, UK GDP peaked to trough decline and UK GDP was only 6.8%. We're now down 25%. So a completely different order of things. So this very much brought to home, as it were, the um, sheer extent of the damage done to the economy by the lockdown. Um, on top of this, uh, we had some quite gloomy um, global growth forecasts out from the OECD. Um, starting with the UK, actually, um, their forecast now is that the UK will actually see the biggest decline um, in GDP of any of the major economies uh, this year, to the tune of around 11.5%. But at a global level also, um, pretty sort of downbeat stuff. Um, so their central scenario here, which is the single hit scenario, the scenario where you've just got the single lockdown and then a gradual relaxation, and you can sort of see that in terms of the path they're projecting for GDP, you get a sort of sharp recovery initially, but then it all starts to peter out. So very much more sort of U-shaped rather than a V-shaped. And their second scenario, which they're considering, it's not a V-shaped recovery at all. They don't even bother to sort of consider that option. It's what they call a double hit scenario, i.e. where you get a second wave of infections, second wave of lockdowns, and you get your W. And in a way, sort of the news last week in terms of infections, not disastrous, but there was some news that um, some of the US states, which have been reopening, they've seen a pickup in infections. And also over the weekend, news that um, in Beijing, in China, um, they've had a secondary spike in infections there. So you certainly can't rule out by any stretch of the imagination that you do get further secondary, major secondary spike in infections which would certainly derail um, any sort of smooth, rapid return to normality. So that's the bad news. Um, the good news last week, to the extent there was any, was that the Federal Reserve in the States 
firmly sort of ruled out any possibility that it was going to be tightening policy anytime soon. And in fact, um, its forecasts um, are for interest rates to remain at close to zero basically for the next two years. And the way uh, Fed Chair Powell actually put it was to say, we're not even thinking about thinking about raising rates um, for the time being. So that's good news. Um, well, where does this all leave us? Um, I think in a way, or one way of putting it would be that, as it were, markets have come back down a bit more into line with reality. Um, as I've already said, we've thought they've come too far too fast, um, shot ahead of sort of reality, and they're now a bit more sensibly priced. Um, and in a way, um, a period of consolidation, a period of reflection, to see how the economies do actually fare over the coming few months, which is going to be a difficult period, no doubt about it, um, before sort of lurching one way or the other would be um, what's probably what would be most desirable. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, the thing which drove markets up so sharply in recent months has been liquidity, the surge in liquidity on the back of all this central bank intervention. And that inherently means you're going to get volatility. So that the idea that you're going to have a period of calm and reflection and consolidation while the markets assess what's really happening to the economies over the next few months um, is probably wishful thinking. More likely, we're going to see continued volatility and very much in terms of breaking one way or the other, it's going to depend on whether we do see a further major secondary spike in infections. Anyway, I'll be back next week with the latest developments. Thank you.